spoiler alert, I know exactly what the ghost was. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't a ghost. I want you to try to guess right now. So that what could that haunting noise be that was like plaguing my sleep for months? I mean, I lost so much sleep in this process. Uh, think about it. It's answered today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I am Steve Kramer. This is a feel-good podcast I do with my mom. And we got a good one for you today. So buckle in, friends. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. On Fridays, we try to bring in Dramaggy, my very dramatic sister, Maggie, because she's always got something going on in her life. And I actually tried to get John on today. I want you guys to meet John, her fiance, because you're going to be like, wow, this is an oddly matched couple. John's very... What would you say? He's very not dramatic at all. Um, and so Maggie's always level 10 wow. drama. He's always level one drama. So I could tell some John stories. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's not dramatic at all, but he is <laughs> much more calm. Uh, yeah. So we'll get him on eventually. But Maggie thinks that she's in the middle of a real estate scam now. And this already sounds dramatic. <laughs> so what what's going on? <laughs> so John and I are in the process of finding a place to rent when we get married next March. Yeah. And there's um, a set of townhomes in Atlanta that we love. You know, it's a neighborhood I feel safe in. It's um, a good location for him to get to all the hospitals for work. And I was like, man, if we could get in there, that would be great. So someone posted one of the units on Zillow, but they needed someone, you know, tomorrow. And we're not ready to rent yet. And I was kind of crazy and I reached out to him and I was like, you know, if you hear of any other, you know, of the units that are going out for rent, you know, early 2021, let me know. Well, the next day I get a phone call from a woman who owns one of the units and she's like, hey, this is kind of a unique situation, but I think, you know, we want to rent our place. And I was like, "Okay, okay, great. So I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, this is like meant to be. Well, she bought the place last summer and renovated it. And she's an interior designer. So she renovated it like very nice. Like there's new carpets, um, marble countertops. Like the kitchen has been redone. The bathrooms are redone. And I'm like, wow, this is like almost too good to be true. Yeah. So she's like, well, here's the situation with COVID. My boyfriend and I live here now. We're going to move to Austin potentially. And um, we were just going to take some time to travel. And so we are now going to rent it out to this woman. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I think we'll be ready for new tenants in March. And I was like, great. Okay. Yeah, sounds so good. So I've been like pressing her. Let's go ahead and make this official. Is there a lease we can sign? Like, let me know once you know. We This is our first choice. And she's like, it's going to work out. Like, I'm so excited for you guys. I know you really want this place. And she sends me the lease. It was like the format was a little bit weird. It was kind of bare bones. I decided to send the lease to John's uncle, who is a real estate attorney. And so okay. I sent it to him and I said, granted, I had only skimmed the lease. I don't ever look at leases really. I mean, you know, I do, but never Maggie. this in depth, you know, where I'm like picking, you know. So I was like, I sent him a note and I was like, hey, Uncle Barney, like, would love for you to take a look. I think it looks okay, but let me know what you think. And like he immediately responds and is like, do not sign bad lease. <laughs> and then John's mom is calling me within, you know, 15 minutes being like, don't sign that lease. Like it is so bad. 
And I'm like, okay, this is embarrassing. First of all, I just <laughs> skimmed this lease and thought I looked, I was like, it looks great. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> as I kind of read through it with John, because I was waiting till John got off anyway to really go through it, she had taken like a template off of if you Google like most generic homeowner or like housing <laughs> renters template, yeah. it pops up. And so we're looking and she had changed so many of the words to basically be in favor of her if anything were to happen. Right. So like we are, some of the stuff was like the appliances need to be in original condition versus good condition with normal wear and tear, you know, like where original condition, like we would have to, that means like new condition. (laughs) You have to replace your appliances. Yeah. And then it said, like if you spill red and I'm, I'm literally quoting, like if you spill red wine or Kool-Aid, the carpets cannot be cleaned. They me- need to be replaced. <laughs> like, so I'm thinking, okay, she just told me how nice this carpet was. And if we have to replace yeah. it, like that would be thousands of dollars. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to send you some edits. Can you please like, let us know what you think. And so John and I spent like days, I'm talking days. Like, I'm pretty sure we, <laughs> we like went through this so much that I'm pretty sure that some of the times we were back to the original form where she was like, I was like, no, that's what she suggested to us. Like now we're just back to what she suggested. So <laughs> we spent days <laughs> trying to fix this. We sent it to her on Sunday and then we have not heard back. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's probably like, screw you, it's Friday now, so it's right. been, been five days. She's like, no, thank you. There's nothing yeah. worse than a bad landlord, though. I, there's no property in the world I'd want to live in like I did when I first got here because we had to sign this lease when we got to San Diego. It's this townhouse, and like it was cool. And actually, just a small little, uh, little California tidbit about the person that owned it was he was one of the writers for The Simpsons, and this was like his mm-hmm. San Diego home, and they had moved to Florida now because he's retired, but... Uh, it was so specific and I knew like getting into it, I was like, this is going to be a hell getting out of here. Cause it was like, here's how we expect you to clean the house. Here is um, like the exact paint you must use. Here's the exact mm-hmm. cleaners you must use. Mm-hmm. Here is yep. how often you should clean the house. Uh, like, like it was just so much that I was like, Ugh. and it was like terrible getting out. So they came in from out of town and I didn't want them to think they were going to be able to like pull one over on me. So that day, and like, I never, I like never get dressed up, but I was like wearing a blazer and like a, a tie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was know. like, I mean, I don't, I don't want y'all to think y'all take advantage of me. Like I'm not trying, I'm usually in like, you know, shorts and a t-shirt. So it was very, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't want them to think that they're dealing with somebody that's, you know, that doesn't know what they're doing over here. This means business right. over here now, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, we had to well, replace a, a lot of stuff, Meg. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to feel like I can't live there. You know, like I can't. Like, yeah. if some if yeah, a guest spills red wine, I'm like, you owe me five thousand yeah. dollars to replace that yeah. carpet. Like, <laughs> that's I what you just, have to do. That's well. Let's keep up with this dramatic real estate situation. You always got something keep, going on. All right, Mags. I love you. Okay, love you. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I figured out what the haunted house noise was <laughs> and, it's, and it's not a ghost. So spoiler alert, it's not a ghost. Um, in case you're new to the show, I've, I've explained this all week. I think I live in a haunted house for the last couple of months. I have been, um, I've been sitting here and I hear this boom noise at two forty one every single night. And it's like, what is this noise? I couldn't figure it out. And 
the first place my brain goes to because I've already seen like figures, the people have died in this house. I swear I've seen like figures walk through this house is, oh my God, the ghost is trying to get my attention. But I don't know why at 241, I mean, I've lost sleep for months <laughs> over this. I think February is the first time I heard it. And uh-huh. it is now what, August the 13th. And it doesn't happen every night, but just sporadically it'll happen. It's just this loud, like this loud, like boom noise. Get a scared Kiki. And it shakes the whole entire house. I was like, what in the world is this? So um, you guys have been here as I've been saging and talking to the ghost and like trying to have conversations <laughs> with it every night and get everything right for it. Yesterday, I my grass is getting kind of brown in the back. And so I was like, I need to water my grass a little bit more. And I sh- I like went over the little, because I have like a sprinkler system. And I was like, let me just hit this, the manual sprinkler button. And I hit it. It turned on for its typical eight minutes. And I came back in the room and kept working on the podcast. And when I did this, all of a sudden, approximately eight minutes later, the whole house shook. And I was like, ghost. Oh, no. It can't be. It can't be the ghost. It's not ghost time. But it was like even louder and crazier in here. I mean, it like shook everything. So I was like, oh, dang. Is this really the sprinkler system? I'm like, let me go outside. So I go back in the backyard. And it indeed, well, the problem is, is it was like the, the clock was set wrong for whatever time I had. It, it was supposed to come on at one thirty in the morning, but the clock was mm. still behind an hour because of daylight savings time. And it was off by a couple of minutes. So mm. it's whatever the sprinkler system, which doesn't come on every day. It only comes on either two or three days a week. Whenever that shuts off, it makes this big rattling sound <laughs> <laughs> in the house, which is so disappointing. Oh, no. Because it would be... So much better, literally so much better if it would just be a ghost, at least for the story purposes. Um, I, I'm so embarrassed. We've spent so much time. I think since the beginning of this podcast, we've been talking about this haunted house. And literally after all that, it is just the sprinkler system in the backyard. I'm like, what? Oh, geez. What? So what's, what's the lesson? I my, my brain is crazy. Like I don't even know how it went from I hear a noise it must be a ghost. I never once thought like it wasn't even like a process of like well, let me check off like anything that could be mechanical. It literally started at ghost and then I worked my way backwards. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> here's what I think the lesson is: things yeah. are not always what they seem. No. So no. until you know. What the truth or the reality is, don't fear it or stress <laughs> over it. Okay? I can't tell you Remember how much time this. I spent on this goat. I can't tell you how much time <laughs> I spent on this goat. Like trying to, to figure it out, what? speak to it, uh, sage what? my house, call my friends that think they're mediums and like everything, what? everything. Walk around my house, well, chanting stuff. I mean, it's just been crazy. You know, your house is all cleansed now and... All is well. Um, let's yeah. catch up really quick on um, some calls. Got a lot of calls today about Ask My Mom. And um, oh. it's, in case you weren't here yesterday, do you want to, you remember the, the story, Mom? Do you want to kind of recap what it was oh, about? Of course. It was about a woman who has, I think, I don't know how many children. Three, two. maybe? Two. Two. Two, two, cho- yep. two children. And she's been dating her soulmate for mm-hmm. a while. And now he wants to take a break because he does not like the arrangement she has with her ex, which is she has the children 
70% of the time, and he has them 30. And he would like it to be reversed to 30% her time so that he can have more time with her. You guys had a lot to say about this, so let's get to some of your calls. Hi, Kramer. It's Melissa. I'm calling from San Diego. Um, for me, personally, that would be such a major turnoff. Somebody that I was dating uh, didn't want me to spend that much time with my kid uh, because it was getting in the way of our relationship. That that just, uh, I definitely agree with you. It, it seems long. And the mom needs to just, like, um, not be so selfish and, like, the kid should come first. You know, I have a 10-year-old son, and if any guy I was dating was telling me, like, he didn't want me to spend that much time with him, that's, like, a major red flag, and I would end it right there. Like, be a mother first. Good morning, Stephen. I will be nice. This is Isabel calling from San Diego. I am in the same situation. Well, I'm divorced also two years. I have two boys. I would never, ever in my entire life give up time with my kids for a man. Because of what I went through with my divorce, nobody, no guy is worth it. My boys are my boys, and that's like the last thing I have and my number one priority. So no, my opinion is no. Kudos for the guy, or to the guy for asking for what he wants. And to her, have her not question herself, because she should already know that being a mother is number one, and then being a woman. Don't give it up. Just try to figure it out. Hey, Kramer. It's Amber in San Diego. I am a divorced mother too um, with three children and I just want to send this woman some love because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of criticism of what she was thinking and I just want to just tell her I feel for her um, I know it's super rough it's super hard and I just remember getting back on the dating scene too and meeting people and just feeling like um, you know you just want to have fun again you want to find a quote-unquote soulmate again um but that being said i do not believe that this man is her soulmate um he it, it just sounds like he doesn't understand what it's like to be a parent and i don't think that he is ever going to understand even if she were to do some crazy idea like switch around her custody to 30 percent um that being said i think that if her ex can step up and take the kids 50% of the time, that he should. I think if both parents are capable and they're co-parenting, that it should be a 50-50 effort. And she should take that extra time and spend it on herself. Don't spend it on another person. I think what she lacks is just a little bit more self-love. Um, and you need to fall in love with yourself first before you can fall in love with anybody else or have somebody love you to the level that you need to be loved at. Okay, love you forever. Thank you. Bye. I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, yeah, your kids are totally important, but how, I mean, how do parents have a, like a, a dating life? You know, like how, like, how does it, mom, obviously you've never been through it before, but like, what do you think if you have kids, I mean, do you just not date anymore? Or like oh, no. find somebody no. that's just okay with whatever? No. You have to make time for each other and you find good babysitters and you have date nights and you go out with friends without your kids and you do things together. I guess. I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah. Dating in your twenties is so much easier than in your thirties. When I was mm -hmm. twenty two the last time I was single or whatever, like 
it's just, you know, nobody has anything. Nobody's got kids. Nobody's got responsibilities. Nobody even has like real jobs, you know, it was just like mm-hmm. now dating your thirties is completely different. Everybody's got everything. And uh, right. you know, I deal with this. <laughs> get, get to get to our quote. What's our quote for today? So, you know, the other day when I, when I read a quote and I said it's from Tenzin Jayatsu, but I have no idea who that is. Yes. You did no research on any of the quotes. That was so funny. She was like, this is from blah, blah, blah. Who is that? She's like, I have no idea. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> most of the time it's because I know who I'm quoting, right? But when I right. saw this name, I didn't know it, but I knew I liked the quote. So I went with it. Well, guess who Tenzin Jayatsu is? Well, I know because I had to go back and Google the quote later to put it in the show notes. And I was like, oh, like literally it wasn't equated to that name at all. It was only equated to the Dalai Lama. And then I was like, did mom get it wrong? I was like, am I getting it wrong? So I just didn't put a, I didn't attribute it to anything because I was like, I'm not even sure at this point. No shame on me, but I'm not Buddhist. So <laughs> I'm, I'm forgiving myself for that. Yeah. But this is a, a writing, really. It's a writing called The Paradox of Our Age by the 14th Dalai Lama, <laughs> who is Tenzin okay. Jayatsu. Okay. That's better, see? Uh-huh. So I won't make that mistake again. We have bigger houses, but smaller families. More conveniences, but less time. We have more degrees, but less sense. More knowledge, but less judgment. More experts, but more problems. More medicines, but less healthiness. We've been all the way to the moon and back, but have trouble in crossing the street to meet our new neighbor. We built more computers to hold more copies than ever, but have less real communication. We have become long on quantity, but short on quality. These are times of fast foods, but slow digestion. Tall men, but short characters. Steep profits, but shallow relationships. It's a time when there is much in the window, but nothing in the room. Mm. Now, what do you think that last line means? It's a time Uh. when there is much in the window, but nothing in the room. I mean, it's I, it's hard not to, anytime you hear a quote. I mean, it's it, it's so funny. I, if you follow me on, on Instagram, you've seen I've been posting these things called source messages. It's this account oh, where it's hi. like, um, and it's like it really has kind of pertained exactly kind of like what's going on in my life right now. Uh, but anytime mm-hmm. you hear a quote, you're like, oh my god, that's exactly about my situation. So probably every single person listening to that probably got something different from it. You know, right. um, you know, I'm gonna be honest. If I seem a little distracted today, I'm pretty fucking mad right now. Um, and I, I try not to cuss, but that's the only way you can feel my frustration right now. I'm just getting distracted as we go through the show because, and then when you said this quote, I'm like, it's exactly how I feel about my current situation. So you guys know there's something going on behind the scenes right now, but the way people are showing up to this situation is just beyond me. It's just mm-hmm. like on, on the, on face value, it's one way, but like, again, like behind the scenes, it's like something else, you know, and I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just like. I'm just so frustrated right now. I'm frustrated, but that's kind of like, that's like kind of what I took from it. What did you get from it? Well, I think the last line is it's a time when there is much in the window, but nothing in the room. I think it alludes to the fact that we're looking outward instead of inward. 
Mm. And so I thought this might be a nice thing to contemplate for the weekend. Um, you know, what's in our room versus what's outside the window? Mm. What are we mm-hmm. longing and yearning for that's out there versus what we have inside of us? And I was thinking back today as I listened to the podcast from yesterday about how we disagree with so much. You know, we have to remember that we have more in common than we realize. Right? Yeah, very we true. Have more in common than than not. And right. the things that we have in common are typically the things that bind us together and really matter. Yep. 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 That's very true. Except for some so don't be who too frustrated about what's going on. It's life. It's, it's just life. annoying. It's just annoying. It's a lot of annoying people in this world that they yes. can only annoy you if you allow them to. Oh, well, they're getting to me today. Um, okay. Uh, here in a couple of minutes, we're going to do our very first follow-up Friday where it's like stories. And you guys have been asking, like, what happens? I've been curious, too. So I actually went down, tracked down these people that we've done for Ask My Mom to figure out how their stories went. And I don't know that his solution to the coworker that he was texting is going to make things any better. And we'll get to it here in, in just a couple of seconds. Yeah. And I don't know where you are in the home buying process right now. You could just be shopping. You may be thinking you may own a home. And you may want to refinance. Or you could be actually out with a realtor looking, which is, it's weird right now, the rules and stuff, but you can still go out and look for a house. I mean, the market's crazy. All of them are right now. Uh, and, or maybe you're just daydreaming of your new home. You just got to burn the idea of SDCCU into your head. San Diego County Credit Union is literally the best place in San Diego to get your mortgage from. And I can tell you that because I am a customer of theirs. I've been one for a long time checking. Um, I've done checking. I've done um, credit card and I have my mortgage through SDCCU. The one that I have is a no closing cost mortgage. You pay zero closing costs on select mortgages up to $3 million. I can save you a ton, just that alone. So um, I, I've been preaching about SDCCU for a long time. I'm so happy and so proud they've joined the podcast. And because mainly because I want you to get like the same service that I have gotten for years now. So if you're in San Diego, uh, I really, or even like all the way up, I think Costa Mesa might be there uh, furthest north branch. Make a, make a more north than that. There's one near you, I promise. So if you're in the general area, you can join SDCCU, get your mortgage from them, zero closing cost on select mortgages up to $3 million. San Diego County Credit Union, it's not big bank banking, it's better. Federally insured by NCUA, subject to approval, equal housing opportunity. Certain terms and restrictions apply. For details, call 877-SDCCU4U or visit sdccu.com. And do it this weekend, okay? And it was a great first week with our friends over at Bear and Bloom. I thank you for everyone that went out and supported Bear and Bloom. In case you don't, you maybe this is your first podcast you've come to. Um, Bear and Bloom is a luxury skin and hairline. And I, I mean, it, it definitely is luxury, but, but the part I like about it and like the reason I really wanted to bring them on the podcast is that they all, they only use it's eco-friendly, it's chemical free, it's all natural. It's like the stuff that you want to be putting on your skin because I mean, I was just as bad about it. It's not something you think about because I didn't, you may at first, but it's really important for you to get quality hair and skin products. And that's what they do over Bear and Bloom. And it all started, I wish you could see, they may not be on their Instagram, but uh, Ahmed and Savannah have two cute kids, a son and a daughter. 
And Savannah's like been working with moms to identify the, the most important problems that come up with childbirth. They have the club areola nipple butter uh, because that's important. Listen, as a man, I know you probably don't want me talking about nipple, nipple, nipple butter, uh, but here we are. Uh, the diaper flurry talc-free baby powder because talc is so bad for you, but these other ones just keep putting in the baby powder. And they've got Sweet Cheeks, which is this soothing baby balm. Listen, this is your kids we're talking about here, okay? And as we've discussed in this podcast, nothing is more important than the safety of them. So mothers, go check out their, uh, the baby line over at Bear and Bloom. And this week, you get 20% off by using the code Kramer. So go check it out. Your very first purchase from hair to skin to baby products, you got to go check out Bear and Bloom at B-A-R-E and Bloom Cosmetics.com. BearandBloomCosmetics.com. Use code Kramer to get 20% off. Okay, follow-up Friday in a couple seconds, which is just us following up on Ask My Mom. We'll try and see if you guys like this or not, because a lot of you guys have been asking, like, what happened? I don't honestly know. Uh, some people have hit me back, but I decided to reach out to some of the stories that were impactful. And so here in just a couple minutes, we're going to get a follow-up Friday on our uh, on our podcast. So hang on for that. First, certified fans time. Appreciate you guys so much. And yes, as of yesterday, we have, well, here's the problem. It's like we're teetering. I told you like I was going to be really excited when we got to, oh, we didn't talk about our little victories for this week, did we? No. I told you, that was going to be my little victory. And we can start there. It's my little victory this week was that I uh, we hit 300 301 certified fans as of yesterday. And like, for me, that's like a really, wow, really big deal. Yeah. That's a big V. I'm excited Woo-hoo. about that. And then, mm. um, well, the, but then we lost somebody. So we're at 300, but it's still fine. It's still fine. It's still fine. People are like kind of bouncing out because they just wanted the, the okay. part two of the Margaritaville, you know, our Margarita Fest. So um, yeah. anyway, 300 certified fans. That's amazing. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Mom, we'll get to your little victory here in a second, but I do want to talk about, uh, say hi to our certified fans. So hi to Giselle G from San Diego. Whoop, whoop. And our friend Irene L from Chula Vista. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and Daryl M. And Daryl M put N-A by his address. So Daryl, I don't know where you're from. So mystery Daryl, but he hey. did give a year's worth of, uh, of membership. So thank you for that. Oh, I love that support. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Amy P., also gave, uh, she gave a year's worth of support. She's from Alpharetta over in Georgia. Wonderful. Thank you, Georgia girls. Whoop, whoop. And Michelle G also gave a full year of membership and she's from Escondido. So thank you guys. Whoop, whoop. Awesome. Love you. Love you forever. Yes. If you want to become a certified fan and get all the perks of being a fan, just text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888 Kramer eight. Okay. Let's get to our very first follow-up Friday. So if you're not here for every episode, what we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays is we do a segment called ask my mom and people call in or people write in usually, and they ask for advice and uh, either, you know, we give you like we did earlier in the show. Uh, that's basically how it works, but we never really had a segment where we followed up with any of these people. So we didn't really know. And sometimes they messaged me back and you guys would ask like, whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to that? So I was like, well, why don't we just turn this into a segment? called follow up Friday and I can just kind of follow up with some of the people and kind of their stories of what happened. And I don't know if you guys are going to dig this or not. So you'll just have to keep me posted if you like this, because again, I don't really have, I think, I mean, unless I can think of another dating story that pops in my head, I don't really have any more dating disasters right now. I'm sure I will again one <laughs> day, yet. but uh, not yet. Yeah. Just yeah. wait, just wait. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, so follow up Friday will work like that, and we'll, I'll, we'll just if there's any stories you want me to follow up on, you can just let me know that too, and we'll go from there. Okay, let's start. Let's start with, and I don't, I'm not going to read the whole story because, but I want to remind you of her story. Um, she was the girl that lived in, in Mexico, and uh, she had come back and forth her whole entire life, and then she moved here, and then when she moved here, she met this guy, she had her first American boyfriend, and. He um, he was really kind of like questioning her all the time. Like, what are you going? Like, where are you going? What are you doing? And then he was like, hey, I want to share Instagram passwords. I want you to like log into Instagram on my phone and I'll log on to Instagram on your phone so we can like just always see what the other person is saying. And she was like, I don't. Mom, do you remember the story? Ew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wasn't sure like what I should do. Like, should I, you know, is cause he said, you know, all couples in America do this. And she was like, I don't know if it's true or not. So I reached out to her cause I was kind of curious because a lot of you guys were like, no, it's not normal. Even though I kind of thought it was normal. Um, <laughs> so she said, um, Hola, Steven. <laughs> um, I heard my story on your podcast and it made me feel so bad. It's not the kind of love I want from a man. I actually tell him, her English isn't the best, so I'm going to have to translate this. I actually told him uh, to listen to your podcast, and I told him that it's not okay. I don't want to feel like I am someone's property. I told him that I, I want to just be friends because I do like him, but when I feel like I always have to tell someone uh, to tell someone to tell me what to do, it doesn't feel good. But now I do miss him because we don't talk right now. And I wonder if I made the wrong choice. I hope not. And kind of went on, but that was the, that was the gist of that, that message. Um, uh, I don't think you made the wrong decision. It's always hard like, when you get out of a situation that you know is not good for you, but you still yes. miss that person. You know, like I missed my ex for, for a while. But I don't know if you really miss mm-hmm. the person and except for like you just miss that comfort that you had. You know, you, you miss that, yeah. um, that comfortability of like knowing somebody and like um, having somebody to go do this with or somebody to share your day right. with. You come home and it's quiet in the house. And they, you know, you guys didn't have kids. I remember, if I remember right, she was young. Um, she was like in her young mm-hmm. 20s. So mm-hmm. that takes a while, doesn't it, mom, to like just get over the, I mean, you've been married for so long, you probably don't even remember. But yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's a loss. It's a loss. Right. And any loss in our life takes time because we grieve those losses. Right. Whether they're good for us or not, we grieve the loss of what was because it was our norm. Whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, it was what we knew. So when you change and go to something totally new, it's scary and you do long to be back in that place, even if you know it's not good for you, that was familiar. It's just familiar. So what do you think, though, in this situation? Because, you know, obviously says she doesn't want to be treated like that. And I don't think, let me see if I can go back to her original message, uh, how long they were together. Um, She is 22. And she met him in March. So, or he's a boyfriend since March. So, you know, six months, that's not really long enough. Five months. Five months. Five I mean, months, maybe. I mean, I think if you're already feeling that way, then you probably know it's not mm-hmm. the right thing. You know, if you're writing into a yeah, podcast, right. you probably know it's like, 
your your gut is telling you, even though it's again, I, listen, I get it. Like there's so there was such a long period of time after, yeah, I even separated. I was like, I just want to be back with Shane. I'm like, we'll just make it work. We'll just whatever it's going to take. Not right. thinking about like what is the right thing to do. Like what's the best thing to do yes. versus what's the, the easy thing to do or the comfortable thing to do, right? Yes. I mean, do you yeah, think we all have our comfort zones? Do you think it's salvageable at this point though? I mean, they're both young. I don't know. I have no idea. I really yeah. have no idea. But you know, what I do think is that she needs to listen to her heart. Yeah. And you always need to listen to your heart, even when it's the hard thing to do. It's typically the right thing to do right. for yeah. you. We've got She's really young. Yeah. She's really young, 22. You've got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, I would say no, just move forward and find, and you will find someone that will treat you in a way that you feel worthy and valued and trusted and loved. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Just it's hard to see that at 22, though. It's hard to see that. And oh, also, it's hard him, to see I that mean, at any age. Yeah, no, t- true. Um, I think, though, that the fact that he is so young is like there's probably still a chance for him to come around. He's probably just insecure, you know, and hopefully yeah. he, he can recognize yeah. this. Maybe the podcast, when he listened to it, made him re- recognize. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You guys are young. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay, this is the one that I'm concerned about. Do you guys remember the story of the guy that was texting his female coworker? Um, I'm just going to scan through his message again really quick. Married for 11 years, happy with his wife, still very much in love, got two kids. Um, There's a woman at work, though. These work with for two years. And when we're um, we're in the office, we would just have normal talk and see each other at our weekly meeting and in passing. But then when quarantine hit, we were all um, we were all working from home. All of us at work would start to text more and. Her, he and her, him and her, whatever, had a project together, but then they would like start texting. It would be like, she'd like say good morning to each other, just small talk throughout the day. And then he was concerned because there were so many text messages back and forth that like if his wife were to see it, would she get, uh, you know, upset? So Mm -hmm. um, he went ahead and deleted all the texts, but he's like, I don't think this is cheating. I don't think it is, but we... You guys had a lot to say about that one. You guys were kind of saying like, hey, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's like the right, the right thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. So I sent him a message saying, hey, can we like just get an update? Did you, did you like figure out how you're going to handle it? Are you guys still in communication? And he said, for sure. Um, it actually wasn't a problem. Right after I sent you a message, my job gave us work phones. So I don't really have to worry about her or the kids seeing our conversations. <laughs> oh, no. I have been keeping the conversations light with my coworker. She started sending me pictures throughout the day now, but it's just of dumb stuff like her face or what she's eating for lunch. I think that I can control the situation. I know that I'm not a cheater, so no problems. Take care, dude. Love the podcast. Um, In his original message, it was so funny because... He was just asking like if it was appropriate or not. Not like if I get caught, do you think I'll get in trouble? Uh, so right. and and we were sitting here. I was, I think if I remember correctly, I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt, saying like you know just yes. give some space. And um, but now that like you don't think you're going to get caught, does that mm-hmm. change everything? You know? 
just those words get caught? Yeah. I mean, that says a whole lot. It's a different story now, right? Why would you be worried about getting caught if you're doing nothing wrong? Right. I know. That's, that's what it said. So again, he said, um, so I don't have to worry. Let me get it right. So I don't have to worry about her or the kids seeing our conversations. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, again, I, I think it's, it's going to be going into like a slippery slope. It's a slippery mm-hmm. slope. I, agree. I mean, I don't think anything on, on this text or this, and this message screams anything other mm-hmm. than like, this is a red flag situation. You know, like this is mm-hmm. a, something you really, <laughs> I mean. Now it can just be more secretive. It just seemed like kind of what That's I went the through. The end of my it seems it changed. I know. And I, I don't want to bring my, you know, my situation into it, but like, that's probably stuff that your wife, I, I don't know how you're, I mean, you say your relationship's great in your original message, but I don't know. I don't, if you guys want to give some feedback on that, uh, 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. I just think that like, it's just, it was a short message. Like, Oh yeah, it was fine. No, I got a new phone now. So like, they don't have to worry about seeing it. Anymore. <laughs> it wasn't like, I'm going to change my ways. And that was kind of like, Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worries me. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's two stories I followed up on. And if you guys like this, I can kind of keep following up with people and we can, um, we can get some updates with the follow up Friday. Mm-hmm. Mom, you got any plans right now for your Sunday pep talk? Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> it's Thursday right now at four no, o'clock. No. You got plenty of time. It's Thursday. You got plenty, plenty of time. Plenty of time to figure Who it knows? out. Who knows what will happen between now and then in the exciting retired life of Nancy Yancey. <laughs> I think I know exactly <laughs> what will happen. I think most people listening uh-huh. to you, not much of anything. I think you do. Not much. <laughs> but hopefully I can come up with something. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I do my best. very much, okay? Love you forever, honey. And we end the show with the good news, and there's two really amazing stories to share today. It starts in, in a small town in Alabama where there's a restaurant where there's no cash register and no prices, just a whole lot of soul and a lot of soul food. The place is called Drexel and Honeybees. It's in downtown Bruton, which is apparently near the Florida border. Anyway, the menu changes daily, but there's always a hearty selection of like southern dishes to enjoy, like fried chicken and cornbread. God, I miss soul food right now. I will say to all the Georgia people, the South, the Southern people, Nashville, uh, Alabama, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina. I do miss that kind of food. Even being a vegan now, I'm like, I, I would like dive into a pool of fried chicken right now if you gave me the chance. I would. Uh, anyway, every day this restaurant opens up and it serves lunch. So what makes this place so special is that no matter how down on their luck people may be, they never have to worry about paying anything for their lunch at all. What you do is once you're done with your meal, you go over to this little private booth near the entrance of the restaurant and you leave what you can, even if it's just a handful of coins or just a thank you note. Uh, this woman is amazing. Her name is Lisa and her, his name is Freddie, her husband, and they make no profit from their restaurant. Yeah, 100% of the donations go back into serving food to people. And if you're asking like, what do they get from all this? Lisa says, joy. This is something we all can do. We all can serve other people. When people realize that money is not everything, 
It's not everything. By helping others, it can make your life so wonderful, so peaceful, so joyful. I know I cry a lot, but I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I am happy. <laughs> because we, we can do this. We doing this. And this is so good. <laughs> I hope you'll go to the show notes. It's actually a seven minute video you can watch on this story and it's just so powerful. I mean, it doesn't make any money. They're just living off their retirement now and every single dollar they make from this restaurant goes back into serving people. Awesome. And I thought this story is so cool. I obviously don't know what it's like to be gay, but I saw my brother and kind of his struggles of being gay coming up and I can't imagine what it must be like to be in the closet, right? Like not being able to love who you want to love or feeling ashamed for who you want to love. Um, so his name is Kenneth Feltz and Kenneth is 90 years old and he's finally opening up about an essential part of his life that he's kept hidden for way too long and that is that he is gay. As Kenneth is, you know, getting older, he decided to start writing his memoirs and he said it wouldn't be complete without revealing his sexual orientation. And so that's exactly what he did. He said, in 1942, when I was 12, I realized that I was gay. And he grew up in this really strict religious household in Kansas, and he said he felt unable to express that to anybody until he actually left his home. Eventually, he'd have encounters with men, but he never spoke about them because, like, in the 50s and 60s, you couldn't do so. He said if you came out, it would really cost you your family, your job, all of your relationships. You'd immediately be called a pervert. So he kept all of it a secret, and he joined the Navy. He met this man named Philip, and he devoted two years of his life to Philip. They were so happy together. Kenneth said, it was a void in my life that had suddenly been filled by another person who apparently had all the same needs. We just melted into each other, which that sounds great, right? But what tore him apart was following a church service one Sunday, he realized he couldn't reconcile his love with his faith. So he lived his life. He went on. He married a woman that divorced later on, and and he remained in the closet. But it was his daughter who actually came out to him as a lesbian in 1995. It then took him another 25 years, though, to come out to her. He said, one day I was talking to Rebecca, and I just happened to mention that I wish I never left Philip. Once his daughter like knew the truth, he decided to tell more people. He felt more comfortable with it. He put up this really candid Facebook post about how he had the love of his life and he got away, tried to find him, right? So, so the internet goes crazy, he tries to find this man, only to find out, though, that Philip has died. Kenneth said it was a real blow to me. I'm really sorry I didn't have a chance to say goodbye. But he had the chance to inspire other generations within the LGBTQ plus community by living your own truth sooner than he did. He said a lot of them are telling me that they've got more courage now to come out. He said with a smile, also adding, I'm out, I'm gay, and I'm furry. I mean, i uh, thankful at 90. I, mean, I can't imagine having to take that to the grave with you, right? I just makes me so sad, people that just can't live their truths, you know? Whatever your truth is, I just uh, feeling like society is not going to accept you or that you're going to go to hell or whatever it is that's like keeping you from living your own truth. Um, man. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe there's somebody that need to hear the story today. And like, like we're, we're all going to be 90 one day. Like we're all, and we're all like on the fast track before you know it, you know, like I'm 37. I woke up, I'm 37 years old. When did that happen? Before you know, it, you're going to double that. I'm going to be close to 80. So like, am I living my truth every day? Do I wake up and am I authentic to myself? That's what I try to do, and that's what I encourage you to try to do, too. And in that honor, we will leave the show today again with Fortune Feimster and her coming out and her living her truth and um, maybe even like the, the taking the time to realize 
that you are gay, you know, like when that actually does hit. I was a late bloomer, though. I didn't come out until I was 25. And I remember when I was in college, my mom would be like, I don't understand why you get so upset when your friend Michelle goes out on dates with guys. And I was like, because she's my best friend. (laughs) You don't get it. Apparently I did not get it. (laughs) When I finally decided to come out, it was really scary, especially telling your dad, because like your dad's your dad, you know? He's the one who teaches you how to play softball. (laughs) Which is like the gayest sport there is. In fact, some people call it a gateway sport. (laughs) Yeah, softball, then lesbian. There's some straight girls in here right now that are like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I played softball in high school. I was third base and I was really good. What does this mean? It means you're gay. <laughs> We're coming for you. Grab the super. Let's go. I hope whatever you are, whoever you are, whatever you do, I hope you're proud of yourself. I hope every day you wake up and you love yourself. I don't do it every day, but that's the, that's the goal, right? I'm telling you that I love you. I know my mom loves you, and we love you just the way you are. We think you're perfect. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. We appreciate you so much. Another week down, some really big news coming soon. I cannot wait to share with you. Hey, last day, uh, well, Sunday technically is the last day for merch. would love for you to go pick up some merchandise at 10% off. And if you use the code 100, 100 Thank you. You can save 10% off every single item of merch in the merch store. And if you're a certified fan, then you get 15% off. So go to the Facebook page for that code or check your email. Thank you so much. Love you. See you Monday. Bye-bye. Hey, Kramer. I was calling about the mom who needs advice. And unfortunately, honey, that is not your soulmate if he wants you to give up your children. I know the feelings of love are real and it is a hard decision, but when you're a mom, you're a mom. If they cannot accept that, that is not your soulmate. You're a package deal. You're going to have to move on if he can't take you as a package. Hey, Kramer. Carissa from Arizona. Just calling because I was listening to today's podcast about the mom who's dating a guy who wants her to have less time with her kids. And speaking as a child of divorce whose mother walked out, don't do it. Your kids won't appreciate it, that's for sure. Um, and then you will probably look back later and just be like, what did I do that for? Doesn't matter if he's your soulmate. Your kids are more important to me. Do the right thing. Love you forever. Hi, this is Melanie. I am calling from Chilla Vista, California. My best friends um, have 100% custody. And so they have their kids with them all the time. And they have significant others who also understand that their kids are part of the package as well. And I think it also depends on um, how old the kids are. You know, if your, your kids are, are teenagers and pretty independent, um, or even if your kids are younger, you have um, people that can take care of your kids uh, while you're you know, having one-on-one time with their significant other. I mean, there is always a balance, you know. So anyway, uh, love your podcast and have a good weekend. Thanks. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.